In today's episode of Mainly Games, we take a look at the best Sherlock Holmes-style games, and we also go off the shelf and we review Takedo and Century Spice Road, and then we go off the press and we review Marvel Dice Thrones. So now, let us deduce when this podcast will start. Now, Mr. Watson, now. Welcome to episode 36 of Mainly Games. I'm Joey. And I'm Alex. And we're back with different types of games. This week, I think we're going more shelf of shame. Correct. Off the shelf, I guess. I guess, I guess. Yes, I was looking at it. I don't know. We do have a couple of new things, but most of it is a little, you know, older games, which is kind of good. Which is nice. We're getting like those that. off. And yeah. we did listen to you guys, where you guys yep. said you like the fact that we mix up new and older games, and therefore, while we were doing strictly older games. Yes. So this one we did kind of get through and just get some off-the-shelf games. Yeah, we did. We tried to be a little different this week. Yeah, that's... Now, okay, so to talk about, before we go into that, Mm -hmm. we have watched a lot of TV. We have watched a lot of TV. But there is some TV we have not watched. Correct. There is quite a lot we have not watched. We still haven't watched She-Hulk. No, we haven't watched She-Hulk. But there's not, I mean, there's some buzz around that. That's not the big one. But really the ones that we haven't watched that there's buzz around. We haven't watched the new Game of Thrones. No, we have not. The prequel. Mm-hmm. And we but the biggest one I think we haven't watched Rings of Power. No, we have Lord not. Of the Rings. No. And we've been been given a hard time from our friends about that. Huge Lord of the Rings fans. Yeah. Okay. Right? We are. Yeah. And so I am excited to see it. Yes. But I want to let it build. You know? No, are they still doing this thing where they do the week by week? I believe so. Okay, yes. so yeah, I just want to wait for the whole season to be in and then just enjoy it. I can't wait for the whole season just because it might get spoiled for me. You know, but true, not, true, true, true. That yep. is the only reason we watched Mandalorian. Yes, because that got week. spoiled. It got spoiled. I didn't mm-hmm. watch Boba Fett week to week, and that ended up getting spoiled for me. Yes. Bum, so, bum. But I don't know how much spoilers there are. I mean, spoiler alert, Sauron's a bad guy. You know, so <laughs> I think that's a problem with the prequels where we know about it. Although yeah, there are gonna be some true. some things that come in. And it's funny, I was talking to somebody else about Lord of the Rings and how I wasn't too excited. People were getting upset that it's, you know, not really based on the source material. Mm-hmm. And you got to give them a little bit of grace. Right. And leeway. Because I actually compared that. I said it's kind of like um, Cat in the Hat. Yes. Which is a really horrible thing to compare this to, that Jim Carrey Cat in the Hat. Yeah, yeah. But that the whole, movie. That whole movie yeah. was based on a book that probably had 40 words in it. Yeah. So I was going to say 100, but you know, you're probably right. It's probably about 40 words. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. It had very few words. Yes, And true. this, they probably just took some lore and stuff from the Cimmerillion mm-hmm. and put it into a $1 billion That's investment. a lot. That's a lot. That's I was at an event the other day and I was talking to a lady about TV shows. Yep. And she said she'd see The Terminalist, which I said we had just finished and yep, liked like it. it. And she was like, yep, love that show. And I said, have you seen the new Lord of the Rings? She said, no, but my mother had, right? And she said it was great. That's so she said it was really good mm-hmm. and that we should watch it. So there you everybody go. I've talked to that has yeah. seen it has liked it. Yeah. And here's where this kind of rolls into something else I was going to talk about that goes into the board game world. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a problem of reading reviews online. True. Mm-hmm. I have a buddy, um, Jose and Jacob. They both like, why would you look at reviews? And I have a problem <laughs> with that. Right. Yeah, right. And now I don't like the fact that IMDb is owned by Amazon and they removed a lot of negative reviews. Yeah. That's kind of disappointing, by the way. Now, granted, I think some of those reviews were just there 
to cause problems. So hopefully they're going through and weeding out the real reviews versus the yeah, yeah, fake yeah. reviews. <clears throat> but one of the things I wonder is, do bad reviews deter you from either watching a show or playing a game? And, and I'll tell you why. There have been so many times at Gen Con or mm -hmm. these impulse buys that I get a game. And on the way home, I will hear a bad review. Now, a lot of times I'll fight through that and try to do it, but it does kill that excitement for me. Yeah, right. I mean, I do, you Twilight Inscription is a perfect example. We were so excited about that. Heard some not great things about it. We were hesitant to play it. It wasn't until we had some friends who were like, let's just play it. Exactly. That we played it and now we're, I'm really glad we did. But the hesitancy there, you know, yeah, I can see that. And I must admit too, when, like even on a smaller level, when I'm buying stuff on Amazon, like I was looking at some stuff for our daughter's sixth birthday, it's coming up, right? Yeah. And I saw these things and I was like, oh, they look really cool. Saw the reviews and the reviews were all pretty bad. I was like, I guess we're not doing that. So even though I'm sure it's fine, it's a party decoration, you know, those reviews do turn me off. Yeah. And I mean, bad reviews online are sexy. People love bad reviews. Yeah. They love to post it. But, but yeah, like, like Twilight Inscription, I yeah. think I mentioned on here how somebody, a friend that is a reviewer, he came yeah. up and didn't like it. Mm -hmm. And I ended up liking it. And you have to realize it's different different tastes. But I will say, I'm again going through that with mm -hmm. uh, Jurassic Park, Isle of Nublar or whatever, Isle of Nublar. The oh, one yeah, we the backed yeah. On, yeah. on Kickstarter. And the first campaign, that prequel or whatever they called it, got great reviews and now the people are playing it and I haven't watched it supposedly the Dice Tower crew didn't like it that much really yeah and, and I'm like oh my goodness so I'm like I went all in on it I'm still going to try yeah of course then you have stuff like Seafall which Seafall everyone loved until it got to a certain point I mean, and then then it all fell yeah. apart and I still have games from Gen Con's past mm -hmm. that I haven't played. Shark Island is the perfect example of this. Yes. I remember getting that from Upper Deck. Yep. And it was supposed to be a Jaws-style game. Yep. And I was so excited to play Shark Island. Yeah. You know? And then the reviews were brutal yeah. for it. Said how it was fiddly, it wasn't fun, it was overcomplicated. And hearing those reviews... And I'm like, yeah, I just, I, it's never hit the table. No. And it's even in our, you know, one of our closets or storage. To sell. To sell, And you right? can't yeah. sell it because nobody wants it at no. this point. Yeah. And that might be because the bad reviews, the bad gameplay, or the fact that that Jaws game came out more recently. Yeah, there's a better Jaws <clears> game, <throat> so people are going to get that over the new one. Right, and that Jaws shotgun. game I do like. Yeah. The hidden movement yeah. type thing. Mm -hmm. And that was, that more captured supposedly what you're going for with yeah. that game. So, um, <clears throat> didn't mean to go into that now, but that's it's interesting. So, I want to hear what you guys think about reviews. Do you go in? <clears throat> do you kind of put them aside, or what do you do as far as reviews? Because reviews are great, but then they get different opinions on different reviews. Yeah. So, okay. So then, um, back to entertainment. Cobra Kai is it's coming starting. out this weekend, right? I'm so excited about Cobra Kai. Do you think we're going to have a chance to watch it this weekend? I think we're going to make a chance to watch it this weekend. <laughs> okay. I was like, because Saturday we're D&D. 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 Yes. D&D. That's the thing, right? We're doing D&D on Saturday. We're doing D&D on Saturday. And then Friday we're going to Mickey's Nuts is Scary. Yes. So. Yep. Wish me luck. Yep. Yep. And then Sunday I have no idea what we're doing. I think we're going to watch. I'm watching Cobra Kai. Oh, we could watch Cobra there you Kai. Go. That's what we're doing Sunday. Or we're going to watch Top Gun Maverick again. But yeah, Cobra Kai is one of those. It's easy. I'll watch Cobra Kai. To, the, it's easy to that binge. Is ruined. And yes, so it's, easy to oh, binge. I do love Cobra Kai. 
Yeah. So, yeah, so we'll definitely watch that. And that's another one that should not be as good as it is. No. I'm really excited about that. Um, now, we did finish Jurassic World, uh, sorry, Jurassic Park Dominion. We did finally. The last one, 10 Jurassic minutes. Jurassic World Dominion. Jurassic, Jurassic Park World Dominion. Dominion. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So, as you know. And that was what we thought it would be. Exactly. As uh-huh. you know, we went to the theater with a bunch of people to go see it on pretty much the opening week. Yeah, opening we weekend. Had 20 or 30 of us. Yeah. And the theater literally, you know, caught fire. Yes, yeah. apparently. Yeah, so I don't know if it caught fire. I mean, something went around pop- popcorn machine or whatever, but um, fire alarm, we went out and they Firefighters. Were, yes, a fire truck was there. And by the time we went back in, they wanted to restart the movie. And we're like, yeah, we can't watch another three-hour movie for the last 10 minutes. No. We were 10 no. minutes away from the end. So we Would you feel bad it. for those group of teenagers running that movie theater? They had no idea what they were doing. Oh, no. And it's funny how <laughs> we talked to all the friends that went with us and yes. say, hey, did you ever watch it? And some of them... Went and watched it again. Yep, yep. Some of them rented it and watched like we did. We watched the last 10 minutes at HBO Max. And Jeff and Sierra actually watched the entire thing again. I know. That was amazing that they watched the whole thing again. Which we, when we watched the last 10 minutes, we fast forward to where we were. Yeah. And then I was like, hang on, why are things on fire? Why are things flying through the air? Like, I forgot those bits. But then I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Like, it's, yeah. yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. So you know? it, it's hard to have that two Can months I, in between like, it. Can I, spoiler, well, it's not really Don't a spoiler. spoil it. I was going to say, it's always fun to see a bad guy get eaten by a dinosaur. Well, they're going to know, they know that's going to happen. I know, it's but Jurassic that's what Park. I'm saying. It's not like a huge spoiler, but it is, that is always very satisfying. Well, it's even better to see a bad guy lawyer get eaten by a dinosaur while on a toilet. True, that true. That right there. I mean, that's always been, yeah. that's always been the number one thing since the dawn of time. Dawn of time. Not dawn of time, since dinosaurs were around. And that well, was isn't that the dawn of time? time? It is they pretty like, much the dawn of time. Yeah, compatible. Yes. yes. Yeah, pretty much just a couple days after. <laughs> The let there be light situation. Uh huh. So okay, all right. So then that's it. Now we got a new mat storage for player mats. Yes. I'm going to put a picture of that on our. It looks Instagram. awesome. I'm looking at it right now, and it is genius. Player mats are like tribbles. Mm-hmm. They have a they have a way of just taking over your world because you'll order a game and they're like, hey, ten bucks more. There's a player mat. And of course, you want a player mat, and then you end up with player mats everywhere. This I think is a yoga mat storage or something. And it's it goes on the back of the door, and you can put forty player mats in it. It is incredible. Yeah. Because a lot of these games we've played since then, and I just don't know where the player mats are, so we never use them. But now they're right there, and you get to get them out and use them. And we've got our Maximum Apocalypse, Hunted. We've got Camp Grizzly. We have all these player mats right there, ready to go. And that's just been a great addition to the game room. And it's cheap. It's on Amazon for like I don't know, fifteen, twenty bucks. And if anybody wants the link to what That's we genius. use, we'll send it to you. It looks it's, really good. It's it's fantastic. Because playmats, the storage for them has always been difficult. And then right. they end up as a crumpled mess and then they're almost useless because they've got so many wrinkles in them. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. And that's... That's a big one. Mm-hmm. And now, oh, next week we are going to Dice Tower Retreat. Correct. That is next week. And that is in Miami. Any of you that are going there, let us know. We'd love to see you, play games with you and all mm-hmm. that. And now, Alex, you're actually going with us, but with me, but you are not attending the retreat. I am not. No, we're going to do fun stuff. Are on Juliet duty. I am. We're going to go to the zoo. The zoo. Yeah, not the whole time, but you know, one of the days. That would be fun. Yeah, I know. And it's going to be awesome. Something else to bring up is Kickstarter. Um, we mentioned how Haunt Your House was one of our favorite yes, games. Yes, this is sad. And it was on Kickstarter, mm-hmm. but they did. They canceled the project. I know that made me sad. It it made me sad as well because it's a great project, and we actually um the other person on mainly games Dana reached out to them, and I've actually talked to them since then too, 
and pretty much they're restructuring because they want to get a new launch. The way the Kickstarter page was done, if I hadn't played the game, I would have thought this was a kid's game. Yeah. You know, and... I was wondering if that's because of the artwork. I think... Like when I, you first see you're looking at that artwork going kid's game, you're not thinking haunted house for adults. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to pinpoint what it is. Yeah. That why it looks like a kid's game, more than a, a gamer's game. And yeah. you know, I think it is a more intro introduction game, and but it's like King of Tokyo, things like that, that yeah. I think gamers would love. I think so too. Because the technology behind it is brilliant. And it's, it was amazing. It's yeah. such a good game. Yeah. So they're going to restructure, and they've kind of said how they are going to kind of reach out and let find a way to let gamers know how great of a game it is. Because every time... We brought people over without kids. Yeah. They were immediately like, this is a great game. This is fantastic. Yep. And it's one of those that's going to hit the table a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You know, one thing I think they need to try and do is get a better booth at Gen Con. They were in the worst corner. Yeah, they were back, way back in the corner. Yeah. But um, Gen Con's hard to get booths at. I but know. I think they're going to try to do Essen and different places like that to get the word out. Yep. But um, I, they are going to bring it back to Kickstarter. And Good. I, and a lot of, you see a lot of projects that do get that do cancel, restructure, mm-hmm. and come back stronger. And I think it's good they did that. They I'm did glad just, they did, rather than just pushing something through. Yeah, yeah, and then just not not be funded. Yeah. I think the more people need to see this. The, the, and another thing that hurt them is this is weird. Their price point is almost too low. I completely agree with that, too. I think they're not taken seriously. I'm doing air quotes here because it's yeah. so cheap. Right. You know. Because this yeah. is a, I mean, when they said the price point, I thought, wow. What? Really? Yes. That's. And then, yeah, one of our friends said that's too low, which you should never say it to somebody, but it is. <laughs> yeah. It's just in a day of multi-hundred dollar games. What did you say yesterday? Wonderland's War is going for $900 or something? That was one post. Okay. Yeah. I think actually you get a trip to Wonderland with that price. I would there. hope so. Yeah. It was insane. And like but, a gold ring or gold rose or whatever is in Wonderland. I oh, don't even know. I Have you ever read Alice in Wonderland? I'm sure we've talked about this. I've mm. never read it. I vaguely remember seeing one of the not. movies. I have. See, I've seen several of the movies. Yeah, I think Sierra, our oldest daughter, wanted us to watch one of the Johnny Depp, Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, so we I did that. I've seen, the, I've seen the cartoon one. Have you seen the cartoon one? I have one? not seen the cartoon one. not seen the cartoon no, one? No, I've never seen the cartoon oh, one. Oh, that's the best one. Okay, no, I haven't seen that one. Oh, that's a good one. Okay. I think it's Disney, right? Yeah, it's Disney. Everything's Disney. Yeah. I've watched the Disney, Disney Junior Alice show with Juliet. Yes. Yeah, that confuses everybody it's like what is happening but yeah that's you know. a that's a weird one yeah but <laughs> i know i'm like what is going pretty on? much every alice in wonderland is, yeah. is weird i mean that's... well they're all friends which confuses me because i thought one of the people is against her but in the disney junior they're all friends which i mean know. yeah back yeah. when yeah wizard of oz and alice in wonderland all those books were written in a time of heavy drug use <laughs> yes and it's just like it's it just like makes what sense. is happening maybe i should make yeah. a cat that hey. disappears all but his teeth and he's really? smiling. It's yeah. What? You haven't seen that? No, no, I have not seen this. I don't know why we're talking about it then. I mean, okay. it's just it's I can't believe Like I said, I don't yeah, that's why the Alice in Wonderland theme is very loose for me because I literally have no idea. Do they have literature in Australia? They do, but you know, whatever. Wasn't the person who wrote that like British or something? I think so. It's like the motherland. Shouldn't you have <laughs> read know. that? I probably should have. Uh, okay. I did not though. I skipped that day at school. Did you read Lord oh, of the Rings? I just knocked my microphone. Sorry, everybody. Did what you, did you read Lord of the Rings? Um, you made me read Lord of the Rings when I came over here. Yes, I did. Yeah. Did you actually read it though? When I, I did. Told re- you to? I did read it. Yeah. That's a liar. All right. Um. Or did I read the Hobbit? I think you made me read the Hobbit, I and did. then you were like, "There's so many Lord of the Rings, just read the Hobbit." And so that's <laughs> what I did. Yeah, that makes sense. That's what I did. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so I have filled in the gaps of my life. Okay. And I think everyone here is going to be happy about this. I'm excited. Somehow, 
Uh I have never played Risk. I have mentioned that here before. That I've never played a Risk. Yep. And everybody talks about Risk. Mm-hmm. And I've also never played Magic the Gathering. Right. So, yep, yep, yep. So let's okay. go to Risk first. Okay, let's talk and about it. Risk, everyone talks about Risk. When did and, it come out first come out? Do you know? Oh, I, I honestly think it came out during the World War, the first one. Okay. No, I don't know when it came I'm out. I'm going to look out. It came out forever ago. And growing up, when you find a game you like, ours was Hero Quest. My group of friends and I... We only played Hero Quest. We, I believe it was 1959. Okay, so it came out well before I was alive. But um, <laughs> we played Hero Quest, and so we uh-huh. just kind of hit Hero Quest and do new campaigns, made up stuff, and that that was our game. Yeah. Right. When you don't have a lot of money and you have one game, that is what you play. Okay. So Hero Quest. Mm-hmm. So I never played Risk. So a uh, buddy of mine loves Risk, and he has all the risks. So I thought I'd give Risk a try. I have played Capital Risk at a at the Gamers of Gulf Coast retreat. Uh, last year. Okay. But it's not real risk. Everybody tells me that. I played Capital Risk, never played Real Risk. So, risk for you that don't know, everyone here has probably played a risk. It is a very simplistic move. You, you're you going to move, you're going to roll die. Mm-hmm. The higher die roll wins that battle. Okay. And you lose you lose troops accordingly. Okay. And it's that's what it is. It's just world domination with small little figures that count for one, five, or ten. People are one, horses are five, and cannons are ten. And you start to go through. And Mm -hmm. it tends to be a long game. Um, Which is funny, the Dice Tower did this thing, um, top ten games that should be an email, saying games are too long, and Risk was on there, right? And I, I, of course, watched that video after I played Risk, and I wanted to scream out something that could have been brought to my attention yesterday. Yesterday. Right, right, okay. But it was, anyway, the idea of Risk, how did I like it? I'm not going to go into the detail. I'm sure everyone here has played it. I liked it. Yeah. It's, it's, It's a fun, it is a simple game. It is almost what we call today a beer and pretzels game. Um, because it is a simple game. It's not rules heavy. You just kind of roll and you keep going for. And I know there's more strategy. Yeah. Um, there pro- I know there are. There is strategy because I, I lost very quickly. And I tried to go from Australia and invade the rest of the world. And I, I hate to inform you, Australia did not take over the world. No, I could see that. I mean, the army of kangaroos, I thought they'd be great, but yeah. they didn't do it. Why but, would you start in Australia? That would be like literally the worst place you would could have started at. I just got those. I don't know why. You didn't think India or why somewhere in the central? sneak in kind of Somewhere through. in the central of the world, like China would be better? Hey, I thought that, but I did Russia. Didn't. Yeah. India. Hey, Taiwan. Like hey. there's so many. Yeah, okay. Hey, don't armchair quarterback. All right. <laughs> All right, so anyway, so anyway, it's mm-hmm. f- so risk. I'm glad I played it. It's a fun game. It's one of those. It's now it is long. It's one of those games that towards the end you see where it's going to go and who's going to win, and you kind of want to have a tip the king moment or tip yeah, the queen. Yeah, you, know, just you still say, have to keep playing even though you know where just it's to going. Surrender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So um, anyway, so I'm finally finally played a risk. Glad I did. I'm excited to play Risk Legacy. Yeah, because they say Risk Legacy kind of fixes a lot of the problems really? Risk has. Because as you go on with risk, as you hand in cards, you're going to start to get incrementally more troops. Like you'll get five when you hand them in 10, 15, 20. At the end, you'll be getting 60 or 70 more troops. And that is what prolongs the game. Really? So I haven't heard about this Risk Legacy. Oh, it's 2011. Yeah. One of the first Legacy games, supposedly. And they say it's great. So that's on our list, probably after Pandemic Legacy. Then another Mm. game that I have not played up until now is Magic the Gathering. And I mentioned before... Um, I like the cards for a cod holler. That's true. Hey, hey. And another thing I mentioned before is 
I knew at Magic the Gathering for quite a while because as a magician, I would stop by magic shops and I'd get burnt so many times. <laughs> because you would think it's a magic shop. I'd walk in. I'm like, where's the magic? Here they are. I'm like, yeah, that's... Oof. And I'll walk around. So now yeah. I know to call. Yes. What kind of magic are we talking about? Yeah. So anyway, I actually I had a buddy who has a lot of magic gathering mm-hmm. cards. He doesn't play it anymore. He did. And I wanted to see what the allure of, was of this game yeah. that people just, just devote their entire lives to. Yeah. And... I mean, it's it's crazy. On a game day, on any game store, it will be 80% Magic the Gathering or Warhammer. And then 10% or 20%. Yeah. Not good on math. Um, cards, you know, board games. So anyway, I played it and I'll say it's fun. You know yeah. what? It's Did just, you see the appeal of why people do it? I do. I do. Okay. It's a one versus one battle. And I even told Jeff, I'm like, you know what? This is one I'd like to play using his deck, not to buy yeah. my own. End of the night, because it's a quick little 1v1 battle I thing. was surprised at how quick it was, because you guys played two or three games for last night, right? Yeah, we did. Yeah, it was and very quick. It was quick also, because mm-hmm. I don't think neither one of us were really caring about who won. Yes. And it was more just, and it's really neat. You put a guy on the battlefield, you can give him an axe, you kind of, and it's really two wizards battling each other with different spells and things. Really? So it's... It's a fun game. I mean, I'm not going to invest in it. I can see why people can get addicted to it. Yeah. Because it's got to be fun to sit there and buy those cards, play those cards, put them all together. So anyway, I'm but glad hey, I But hey, that's your thing that you want to spend your exactly. money on, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because so, um, some of those cards do sound amazing because there's some new stuff coming out that I was listening to and they were talking about the new stuff and I was like, oh, that does sound kind of good. It's exactly. Yeah. And that's... But I did hear that Magic of the Gathering has started not doing like a recommended retail price. So now game stores can just charge whatever they want to charge. And that did alarm me. Really? Yeah. So there's no minimum or whatever. So, yeah. Wow. You know, if one game store wants to sell a card for $500, they can. That's interesting. Yeah. So, huh. There you go. Okay. So that's th- those mm-hmm. are two that I caught up on and played. And if you have played either one of those, let me know what you thought. Or if you still have them in your collection. Risk, I think, has kind of got to where, not where Monopoly is, but and not as far as like quality. Monopoly is far lower than <laughs> risk and quality. But um, as far as the different types out there, yeah. there's a lot of different risk types. Star Wars risk and all that stuff. I like feel game like risk, risk, though, is still more of a game than Monopoly. Yeah, I agree. The one thing I don't like about risk is mm-hmm. the player elimination. What? I didn't know that. Yeah, like okay. if one person, one guy who's also what first time playing Caleb, he got killed pretty quick. And he's like, and I remember him saying, well, this was fun because <laughs> he got, yeah, he, he got quick. He got get So then you just have to sit and watch the game being played right. once you're out. Okay. Right. And that's something later games have avoided, the yeah. player elimination. Mm-hmm. And the majority of games put out today, you aren't ever eliminated fully. No. Um, which isn't real life, I'll be honest. Yeah. So it's, but it, it does, it does help the game experience. Yeah. True. All right. So our first game is going to be one that is off the shelf. And um, this is one that many of you have probably played, and it is Takedo. This game has been sitting on a shelf for quite a while. I remember hearing great things about it. Mm-hmm. And it's, in fact, it's been sitting on our shelf for so long that we had a, had a friend who saw it sitting there on a shelf mm-hmm. and is like, hey, I would, I've actually got this other copy of Takedo that's upgraded. And I'll just, I was going to sell it. I'll sell yours instead. You pay me $20 and you can take this one with the upgrade Takedo. So we did it. And we had upgraded to Kaido that was still never played by us. Yeah. So finally, he was over, and he's like, hey, you want to play to Kaido? And like, sure. And I've always heard about this game being a very relaxing, just enjoyable game. And I'm like, I, I don't know what that means. 
After playing it, I know exactly what this means. Correct. Yes, I would agree. It is very relaxing. Very, there is there is no attacking people. No. There's no, you know, like someone might go to a spot that you're in, but that's okay. There's plenty of other spots for you to go in. A little in. bit of blocking. And I mean, yeah. the game, and then also if you have that soundtrack, Takedo soundtrack playing in the background, which we did, of course. Which was awesome. And I mean, so the game is named after the room between Kyoto and Ado. It's okay. A, Edo, yeah. So anyway, the root is on, and the root is on the board, and you can go either way. Okay, so the object of the game is to have the richest experience on your travels. Yes. So each mm-hmm. player gets a piece. You also get a player card, and each player card has an asymmetric power that's unique to their character. You get car, you get cards along the way, and you also collect yen along the way. With, with these yen, you can purchase cards. There are encounter cards, people you meet, mm-hmm. food, things you eat, and souvenir cards. There are hot spring cards that you can get. Also, and then there are some stops that you get panorama cards. Now, this is interesting. The panorama cards, you're going to get one each time you stop. And there are different numbers depending on the location you're at. And the panorama cards, the idea behind them are, is you stop at that location and you take in the view. Yes. Not like take a picture because back then they didn't really have the photos. It's more about like... Appreciating the moment. Right. Yes. So the more you stop at each one, the more you appreciate the moment and you Mm -hmm. get the other panorama card. So there could be four and then you get the entire picture. Yeah. And there are also points at the end, in-game points, victory points, for getting all of those panorama cards. So and that's that's a very that's a very neat mechanic. So the first person to get a scene also gets an achievement card with an endpoint value. So you move down the trail as far as you want. And the neat mechanic is you get to go as far as you want down there, but you can only stop at an open end position. Yes. And you can only go forward. You can't go backwards. Right. Yes. Right. And like if someone's already in that mm-hmm. position, if you want to go to the temple, then you can't. No. Some of them have two spots. I'm not sure the temple does or not, but um, you have, you can only go to open spots. Yeah. And then the next person to go isn't a player order. It's whoever is in last. Yes. So if you are far back there in last, you can take baby steps forward. Correct. And you continually are the one that keeps going. So it's always a person in last, which yeah. is a very, it's a very neat mechanic as well. And um, so then, then, then you arrive at the end. And the first player at the end gets a number of cards plus one. And they're food cards. And then he chooses which one to buy. Then the next player that gets there gets the choice from one of the remainers. From the rema- remaining ones. There we go. Yeah. It's hard to say. That was. From the remaining ones. So that right there goes forward that way. So then the food counts at the end. So that is one benefit of getting to the end first is yep. getting the choice of the majority of those cards. And you can only have one type of that food. Right. Right. So that's another reason why you want to be towards the front mm-hmm. of the line. And you have to have money too to be able to buy that food. So if you spend all your money during your turn, which you is won't my problem. have money when you get there at the end for the food. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that happened yep. several times where I already had that food, so I couldn't buy it, or I didn't have yep. money for that food when I got to that point. Yeah. And the food is a very large part of the end game scoring. Scoring at the end. Yeah. So um and then now one thing is and any achievements you've gone along the way are going to count toward in-game points. Money does not count. No. It has no value. effect, value whatsoever. Mm-hmm. You can't take it with you, let's just yeah. say. So, okay, so what did you think? Everyone said it was a relaxing game. I was looking forward to trying to see yeah. what exactly that meant. Yes. No, no I, I would know. agree with it's a relaxing game, but I would also agree that it's a really fun game. I like the journey. there, And there is so much strategy to that because you're right. You want to be the first at a spot 
that's only particularly if it only has one spot. Right. Like a destination or something. But to get there, you might skip other things that are going to be very valuable to you too. So you don't want to go too fast because you're going to miss stuff, but you don't want to go too slow because then you're going to miss what you actually really want. So it's one of those dilemmas. You've got to kind of constantly be like, oh, what do I do this or do I do that or do I just move slowly? I feel like my strategy was move as slow as possible and just kind of do what I was doing because everything kind of works out at the end. I did miss the card that I had. My player card allowed me to get two of the pink cards and pick one. Like I got to pick two and only take one. Right. Why everyone else only got one. But that spot was very rarely open by the time I got there. That was okay. It still worked out at the end of scoring. It wasn't like it was detrimental to everything. So, but it's, there is a lot of strategy in this game. I do really like that. It's interesting because it's one of those that the pace of the game will change depending on who you're playing with. Yes. The pace of the game is contingent on uh-huh. one certain player in the game, whoever decides to go quicker. Yes. Because if someone goes quick and they get somewhere before you do, They've got that slot. Yeah. You can't wait for them to move and move no. into it because if you're behind them, it's, it's always going to be it's full. It's always gone. Yeah. And that's that's very frustrating, yeah, but interesting. Is, yeah. And I don't think I realized how frustrating that was until I hit the first in, and that's like a third of the way through. I'm like, yeah. okay, I've got to change my strategy at yeah. this point. I mean, there are also places you can stop and get money along the way, which mm-hmm. is always a popular place to stop. But if you're not the first one to get to that spot, you're not going to make it to that spot. Yeah. Like if you're going to stop and do the rest of the things. But there are also different paths of victory. So maybe you don't want to go through souvenirs. You want to go through the different... Temples. Temples and mm-hmm. things like that. Or get the, all the scenes. Right, the exactly. So it's mm-hmm. it's very interesting. And it's, it's so relaxing, almost to the point to where you don't really care that much who wins. No, no. Because I wasn't watching victory points as much as I normally am on games like this. Yeah. It's more it's literally about the journey. It, it, it is. And I think it really captures that. Oh, absolutely. And I was gonna say I feel like the artwork in this game is gorgeous too. It is. Like the panoramic um difference pictures that you're creating are right. beautiful, right? Yep. I do f- and it's very calming in the way that the art style is done. Yep. Yeah. And I don't want to talk the art style too much because I know when people say Art style, like oh, is it just a? Is just the art style's nice? Is that it? No, no, this the gameplay on this is great. Yeah, the gameplay is amazing, and I think that all rolls in together. Yeah, and I think okay, so this one right here was finally off of our shelf. Yes. So is this a shelf storage or sell? Shelf. Shelf. So For this sure. is going to stay oh, yeah. on the shelf. I'm excited to play this one again. I am. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's a nice it's a shorter game. It's yeah. an end of the night style game. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's the game length? They say 45 minutes. That's Probably yeah. about right. I, I can see that. Yeah. 45 minutes is, is going. Yeah, and that's, I was surprised at how much I did like this game. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. This was a really, this was one of those hidden gems. I was like, wow, that was a great game. I did not know that would be as fun as it was. Exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. So I would, I definitely recommend, a lot of you probably have already played this. I think it came out in 2012. It did indeed. Which According is like to BGG. 10 years ago. So mm-hmm. there's probably going to be an anniversary edition out if it's Ooh. not out already. But um, yeah, this is, it's a great yeah. game. So yeah. Takedo, recommended by us, but probably already played by you guys. <laughs> so, all right. So the next one is a newer game. This is a 2022 release. And this is Marvel Dice Throne. Yes. And this was on Kickstarter. You can still get it now. And there are not a lot of Kickstarter exclusives with this, no. which is something I do like. Yeah. 
This was a Gen Con buy. This was a Gen Con mm-hmm. buy. Yes. So um, this is a very interesting game. And so Die Stone itself, I've played before and I liked it. I didn't like it enough is to invest in their entire ecosystem. Okay. Because once you get in, you've got season one, you've got season two, you've got adventures, you've got, I, it was too much to catch up on. And I just did not want to get that invested in it. Yeah. But leaving Gen Con, I thought, hey, you know what? Marvel Dice Throne, just invest in this IP. Let's see how it is. And I know you had not played Dice Throne at all. No, first. I hadn't. No. I didn't realize Dice Throne, the original, came out in 2018. So, yeah. Yeah, so no. it's not that new. And no. it's there's so much Kickstarters on it. I mean, so many Kickstarter. It's just, mm-hmm. there's so much Kickstarter content on it. I can see that. And it's I'm it's looking everywhere. at a couple of the photos of the original right now, and I can see it, yeah. It's it's fantastic. So, let's go into what, for you that don't know, um, Marvel Dice Throne, this is like Yahtzee um, or King of Tokyo with a Marvel spin. Now, Marvel Dice Throne, at least our pack here, I think we got the, the big chest or whatever. It um, It's Black Panther, Scarlet Witch, Thor, Loki, Black Widow, Doctor Strange, Captain Marvel, and Spider-Man. I said weird, Spider-Man, but the Miles Morales style of Spider- mm-hmm. Spider-Man. All right, so pretty much it's a, it's a battle where you're battling everyone at the table. Everyone starts at 50 points, and the point is to drop everyone else's health to zero. So then you roll your five dice, and just like King of Tokyo or Yahtzee, you can re-roll it up to two times. Okay? You also will... You have a deck of cards, and you have two cards in your hand. These cards in your hand enable you to get hero upgrades or one-time use action cards to use different times throughout the game. And you purchase these with combat points. You've got a little ticker, a little um, dial that has the amount of combat points you have. You start off with, that, with I believe, two. Ticker. And then yeah, little tickers. <laughs> and the upgrades will will upgrade things, your abilities on your player card. Everyone has a player mat in front of them. Like, for instance, Spider-Man's. He could have three of the web shooters will deal four damage. Four of them will deal five damage. Five of them will deal six damage. So it's all in how many you roll. And these upgrades will then upgrade that so that possibly the three will deal five, four will deal six, and they'll upgrade them like that. So those are cards you can purchase with your combat points. The way you get combat points is you sell your cards from your hand. You get rid of a card and you can get other combat points from that. And there are also asymmetric ways on your cards to get more combat points. Now, actions will give or are immediate and give you a benefit. For example, there might be a card in your hand that you can purchase with two action points and it allows you to modify two die. So you can then change the die to get the roll you want. So after you're done, when you're rolling the dice, they're number one through six, also have a symbol on it. So the, what's interesting about these games, the King of Tokyo game, you may have an idea in your mind, but the first roll of the die is always going to push you in the direction you want to go. Like you may be wanting to hit hard, then you realize you're really close to a straight. You have one through six. You have one, two, three, then five and six. You're like, ah, I'm going to get that four. And you'll just push and keep going to that. It's an interesting push-your-luck mechanic in all these games because do you go for the safe bet or do you go for that just grand slam knockout knowing that if you miss it, it's not going to do much damage at all. So that's interesting. And also, you can always look at your ability. You may be able to modify the die before the next roll to be able to get you closer to that straight. So and then, so you keep whichever you want, roll the rest, and... It's, there's also defendable damage and undefendable damage. So if you attack someone and it's black, it's a black defendable damage, they can then roll their die once and defend the hits. 
and undefendable damage. Of course, they can't roll anything; they just take the hit. Yeah. So the so then I really like this. The one thing I liked about the way we played is you always attack the leader. Yeah, whoever with the highest score. had the yeah. most hit points. I like that too. And there's also a way where you roll a die to decide who at the table you attack. This I don't mind it. I don't mind just attacking one person, but this eliminates the one problem. And King of Tokyo doesn't have this because you always attack the person in Tokyo or out of Tokyo. Mm-hmm. You kind of put yourself in that position. But some of these have a he's always picking on me problem. Problem, You know, whether or not you are or whether or not you know to take out the, the best player, mm-hmm. it's a good strategy. But that person will complain because they're always picking on you or whatever. This right here, I like the leader mechanic or the roll the dice mechanic. If you know the people at the table and you're all having a great time and you know no one's going to get bothered you know what, just have a free-for-all. That's the ideal way to do it at a game group where you all know each other and have a blast. Well, that is the ideal game for every game. Well, ideal that, situation that, for That's it. true. Yeah. That's yeah. true. So, um, so, but, but I like the fact there's a mechanic to avoid that I do like situation. that too, because particularly if you're playing with someone who you're worried is going to get all upset and crying, then you can avoid that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So what did you think of... Um, I really liked this game. This is your first introduction into Dice Throne itself. Correct, it was. My thing that frustrated me the most... Yep right, is when you roll the dice and if you don't have a perfect match for one of the th- options in front of you, I don't know how many options there are, what are they, nine options, yeah. right? You can do nothing. Right. King of Tokyo, you can still do something. You can still get one star or something like that. And that is true. This game, you can do nothing. And that gets frustrating after a while. I guess that happened to me twice. So there were two dice rolls that I got that I could do nothing. And that was why it frustrated me. And I know it's push your luck. I get that. But... I could do nothing. It wasn't like I could defend myself. I couldn't do anything. But you also were going for the home run every time. I wasn't actually. I got it only once accidentally. But I was trying to go through um, and use my Cosmic Blast. Okay, yeah. And You were Captain Marvel, right? I was Captain Marvel, yes. And so when I couldn't... Get that, get the dice to do that. Then I couldn't do anything because I had to hit something to be able to use my cosmic blast or whatever it's called. Okay. So that was frustrating that you do nothing if you don't get that perfect set. That would be my only thing. But other than that, I do really like it. I like the push your luck stuff. I like that because, like I said, when I got my full, my big thing in the middle of the game, I forgot what it's called. I can't. You ended up winning. I did not win. Who won? You won. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Spider-Man defeated Captain Marvel because my dice rolls got really... Yeah, and that's also yeah. because you can also... You could have avoided that by going the safe route. And if you just got... I mean, because really you just need three punches or whatever yeah. and you can get that lower. But you wanted to go higher. And that is where the push your luck That's where the push your luck came in and that did bite me yeah. because then I could do nothing. And that was frustrating. And so, yeah. yeah. So this is, this is, it's a great game. Oh, it's fantastic. I do like this game. I will play it again. You are right though. You have to play with people that are okay with you killing them. You right. know, and not going in the corner and crying. Um, Unless you do the whole thing where you just attack the highest or do the dice roll. That's and the even only then, way to do you that. kill you kill that person pretty quickly. Oh, you do kill them, and so they're going to have to be okay with that. Now, this is, it's funny. This is player elimination. I yes. mentioned how risk was, and that was a problem. This is, but it, it also is a shorter game. That, yeah, this is a quick game. You can easily play a couple of rounds of Marvel Dice Thrones very easy and not feel like you've ruined your whole night. Right, because it means 20 to 40 minutes. Yeah. So the way that by the I time... I was surprised at how quick this game was. Oh, it's so quick. I yeah. mean, I think the setup takes longer than the game. Yeah. But by the time the first person dies, <laughs> the game is pretty much over. Everyone should yeah. be lower on hit points and you should be good. Yeah. Now, King of Tokyo, on the flip side of that, King of Tokyo 
when there is it is player elimination on there that as well. But that game can go longer. It can indeed. And yes. if someone's eliminated from that game, which just, I like that game, yeah. But if someone's eliminated, that game could go on for a while. You've still got a long time to people go to sit heal. around watching people attack. Tokyo. So I don't know which one I would put higher. Um, I think honestly, for gamers, I would put this one higher. Yeah. For intro games or or non gamers. I would probably put King of Tokyo. I higher. would completely. I still think King of Tokyo is such a great game for non-gamers. Right, or or I don't know what they call it gateway or whatever you yeah, call it whatever. now. Intro. Yeah, <clears throat> intro games. I would yeah. say King of Tokyo is still one of the best games there, but I think for gamers, this game is fantastic. Game, Marvel Dice Thrones. I would. I love this game. I would play it. I want to play all the characters eventually. Just to kind of rotate them. Yep. See all their different strengths and stuff because I think they were really good because I liked you were playing Spider-Man and Jacob had Black Panther. I liked some of the stuff that Black Panther could do. Right. Yeah. And it's interesting because you can take these Marvel characters and insert them into the other Dice Throne situations oh, as well. Oh, wow. So everything is interchangeable. Nice. <clears throat> and I do like that a lot. Yeah. But again, this is, it's a great game. If you have I not like played it. it's its own little world. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, I again, for gamers, this is probably going to be it, it's going to be great. It's a great yeah. end of the night game. I almost wouldn't say it's a filler game only because the setup is, it takes a bit because usually our end of the game, in the night games are quicker to bring out, play for 10, 15 minutes and then put away. I didn't think the setup was that bad. I guess but... it's not that bad, especially if you get it down. The first time we did have to crack it open and all that stuff. Yeah. So yeah. I anyway. do like the containers that they come in. Like every character has their own separate little box. That I that do I like. I really like because then you're not like... You feel like your risk of losing pieces is pretty low because you've got your own container. Right. And I, yeah, that's, mm-hmm. yeah, the whole container, the box situation, they did a great, great job. They did with a fantastic that. job with that. Yeah. So, okay, that's Marvel Dice Thrones. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely recommended. Yep. All right. So, finally, another one is an off the shelf. Now, I guess Dice Throne, we have to ask shelf, storage, or sell. This is obviously shelf. Oh, right, yeah. Obviously. Okay. All right. So, all right. So then. I even forgot that because it has such a prime spot in one of our shelves. So Yes, yes. it does. Because it's a pretty box. <laughs> oh, let's yeah. be honest. Yeah. All right. So then um, finally, we're going to review another off-the-shelf mm-hmm. one that many people here have probably already played. And this is Century Spice Road. Yes, from 2017. Yeah. So it's an mm. older one. There's different. There's the Gollum edition that's been released. There's there's a lot of things out there. Yeah. Um, but this is a game that has a unique history in our house. We've owned it for a while. Yep. And then people talk about how it's a Splendor killer and all that stuff. We just thought, you know what? We like Splendor. There's no reason to get another Splendor. So we actually ended up giving it away unplayed and sealed, which Mm -hmm. was crazy. Mm -hmm. But we ended up playing it again recently this week. Yep. And I, yeah. Anyway, so let's tell you, give the reviews on it. Okay. So the game has become, like I said, the Splendor killer. And I wanted to see if it lives up to it. The game centers around four spices. You're a spice traders, and it's all about trading spices to get enough of the right spices to buy point cards. Um, to start, you get a number of spices according to where you start. It's kind of a mechanic that you might get more spices if you're further down the starting track. Um, yep. Then they're placed in your caravan card, which has spaces that can hold 10 spices. Then you get a starting hand of two merchant cards. Now, merchant cards will allow you to do different things. There are different symbols on there. For example, um, all the spices are, I think, I forgot what they are, cinnamon, something, something. There's four different colors of spices, and they go up to more valuable. Cinnamon's the, mo- is the highest, and then, anyway. So there are two 
So you, yes. there's one merchant card that you could upgrade two cubes. So you take two cubes and you upgrade them to the next color up. And you want to keep getting higher and more valuable spices. And you get two of these merchant cards into your hand. Now, a market is put up with merchant cards and point cards. When a merchant card is gotten, mm -hmm. it's replaced. When a point card is gotten, the cards are slid down. To the left. To the left. And then a new point card is put at the end. At the end of that row, gold and silver coins are placed. So when you get that point card, you also get those coins, which makes them a bit more valuable. Because normally, as they're pushed towards the end, they're less desirable because people have passed on them so much. This makes them worth more. And that's a very nice mechanic mm -hmm. to go into later. So pretty much on your turn, it's very simple. You get to do one of four actions. One, play a merchant card from your hand. Any of those cards that maybe it's you can now get a green and yellow spice. Or maybe it's you can trade a black spice in for four yellows, one red, one green. Yep. So you play that merchant card. Another one is get a merchant card from the row. This kind of threw me off at first. You don't pay for it. You just see one, you grab it, put it in your hand. That's it. So you have a merchant for the next time around. Okay? Then, or you can buy a point card. If you have enough to, if you have three yellows, two blacks, one mm -hmm. red, you can get that 15 point card. You then take those, drop them in, grab the point card, you now have it. Yep. And the other option is you can then get to rest and bring those cards you have played back to your hand. Yep. As you play a card, it gets placed in front of you and stays there. So you start to eliminate the cards in your hand. And it goes forward. So there are only four things to do. Yep. And the game ends immediately when five point cards have been bought. When those oh, when bought, someone has used all the um, victory points in the first section in the gold right all the gold victory points? i believe yes yeah yeah so then mm -hmm. so the game is pretty much engine building and that was the theme but see that i think is where the analogies to splendor end for me i can see why people compare it um it's engine building and the theme is similar time Ish. period mm -hmm. but i don't see this as a splendor game at all i may i think i'm in the minority on this Splinter has mechanics this does not have. See, it, you made a good point when you were explaining it too, how you thought, you you know how you can just grab a merchant card? Right. In Splendor, you have to pay for those. That's what threw me off. And I was like, hang on, I can't pay for this. And so when people were grabbing stuff, I was like, wait, 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 wait what? But no, you grab a card. Yeah. And then, yeah, then you, you've got those cards in your hand and then either you use those to get the spices... Mm -hmm. or whatever, or upgrade or whatever it is. So, no, I would not say this was a Splendor Killer at all. I feel like they're two different games. I believe so, too. Yeah. And I I do love this game. Oh, this game was fantastic. We I actually we were talking about it after playing it, how I didn't know, I forgot that we got rid of it. And so I was like, oh, man, we don't have it. Do we want to buy it again? But that's a whole different conversation. We probably right will buy it again. I hate to do it. That's why I hate. But it, yeah, it's it's. I really like the game. I'm yep. excited to play the Gollum Edition. I'll probably try that. Mm -hmm. Although I don't know. I know Gollum Edition is in the fantasy realm of this. I did like how the artwork here was like you've got the pyramids, like you're trading in the Middle East, which Splendor right. is metal, medieval time. So it's very different timing completely. Yeah. But no, I do like it. I must admit, we didn't call the spices what they were. We just called them the yellow, the red, the green, the brown cubes because I would forget all the names. I, I did at the beginning. Wanted, <laughs> wanted to, I said, we're going to do this officially. We're going to call the spices by yeah. name. And then Jeff started doing that. I said, changing my mind yeah. completely. We're going to call them yellow and black and all yeah, that. Yeah, because I was like, hang on, what? What are you getting? Why are yeah, you getting I've, that? What? I've, yes. So, um, yeah, that was just because I just couldn't remember the names. That so, was just me. And but, one, yeah. 
the big gripe I've got, very mm-hmm. easily fixable, is let me say player aids. Are you listening? Yeah. Player aids. You have four actions. This is a game that is tailor-made for player aids. Yeah. You're already making cards and putting them in. It is not going to be, it's going to be pennies more to get four more cards that have those four actions on there for player aids. So simple. Why don't you put them in the box? It just it's it's always every single time. I it's feel like every game ever made needs player aids. I do not understand yeah. why people just don't do it. And because that's frustrating. And it's funny how um different people learn games different ways. Mm-hmm. And always you have one person that knows the rules, either reading the instructions and teaching everybody, or knows it before and is mm-hmm. teaching everybody. But some people learn by seeing things in text yeah and that's just the way some people learn and it's easy because like i can hear something 20 times and it's not as impactful as if i grab that card look at it and go okay got it and i hand it back so i have to see that player aids create that situation for pennies Mm -hmm. it's just that's a big now that's a gripe that it's very avoidable because this has you have four actions on here but I don't know why they don't put player aids on here. Folks, come on. Yeah, I know. Come on. I can't tell you why they didn't do that. But it's no. It's simple. Um, I do like this game. I love the engine building of it. Engine building is yeah. such a fun mechanic. Um, so I do. I do. No, this was a great game. I do really like that. It's. I mean, and it's fun how you always have to balance engine building with actually getting to the end goal, yes. which is getting those point cards. Correct. Because I had a great engine where I was getting I could take five yellows, yeah. trade them for two blacks. And then I could take one black and trade it for like three reds or greens and all this stuff. And it was like, this is, I was really building it. So I could get the more valuable cards. Yeah. So it's really fun to get that engine roaring. And it's funny, the first couple of rounds of this was slow. And then towards the end, it is so quick. And there's yes. not a lot of AP on this. No. Because, you can't have AP. You've got to keep moving. Because I would go and then it's like, we play the four people and then... It'd be like, your turn again. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. And then like, okay, bye, bye. You know, I'm taking the merchant, rest. And it's like, boom, 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 boom. And it's, this is a quick, quick game. Yeah. So I, I really like this game. Yeah. This is one, I'll probably play the Gollum edition. I will probably stay with this edition. Yeah. Just because I know the Gollum is fantasy and I love fantasy, but I've got so many fantasy games that this I think is interesting and yeah. it's a different time period, which I like. But um, again, this right here, we I would say shelf storage or sell. We, we don't, don't have it, it yet, but to we probably buy will. Yeah, is so, what we should say. So again, to buy or not to buy? To buy. To buy. To buy. So mm-hmm. again, off the shelf, this is a Century Spice Road. If you yeah. like Splendor, you will like this game. And also, it will not, at least in our collection, yeah. replace Splendor. No. I think both of them are different. Absolutely. I, I have heard people say this is a more complicated Splendor. And I don't see that. I yeah. don't think it's complicated at all. I don't think it's complicated. Um, they really. say a more gamery Splendor, and I don't know if it's more gamery at all. I think they're both similar in weight to me. Yes. Um, oh, completely. Yeah. I think they're both the same weight. Like right. you could do Splendor and then play this game, and people would still feel like they've, you know, it's the same. The not complexity hasn't changed. Right. But you right. could play both games, and I think people would be very happy. Yeah, so this is this is yeah. um it's it's highly recommended for us. Yeah, yeah. So all right, that is Century mm-hmm. Spice Road. All right, so now we're gonna go to the list. We like to find lists on the internet. We and, do indeed. And go through now. Saying that, we are gonna start to do our top ten list, which people have asked us to start. We're doing. trying to do our top thirty. Actually, yeah, we're doing yeah. top thirty. We don't do a top hundred because that'll take up ten episodes. Yes. So, so we- but we are gonna start our top thirty. But for right now, 
we have found a list, and it is on Game Rant, mm-hmm. and it is the seven best detective board games that will make you feel like Sherlock Holmes. Yes. I was listening to the other day about how the um, new Enola Holmes with the girl from Stranger Things is coming out. Cause the oh, they're redoing one, yeah, that. I like that. That's been a while, hasn't it? Yeah. They're, well, they're doing a second one. With her. It's been several years, it has hasn't been it? Several years, oh. yes. It's coming out this year. I believe it's November, early November. I like so those. yeah, that <clears throat> that was great. That's what got me thinking about this, and I saw this, and I was like, hey, let's do it. And for you that heard our detective review uh-huh. a while back, we scored very, very poorly we on did. detective. We did indeed. And we're gonna play that again. So yes. I think we're very good. I think we're very analytical, mm-hmm. but we must have done something to overthink it because we literally got and we even told the people at that booth, whoever yes, sells detective, yeah. how bad it was. They're like, oof. And yes. we got negative one out of 100. I thought it was at a 10, wasn't it? I, w- I hope it's at a 10, but I thought it was out of 100. Anyway, Maybe. we got a negative point. We did get ne- we did very badly. Which I don't know how it's yeah. possible. I think we got fired. But anyway, yeah, yeah. I think we overthought it we did. with we the whiteboard and all that. But we're going to go yeah. hit that again. Mm-hmm. So, all right, these are seven best detective. I have not looked at this list. Have you looked at the list? I scrolled through it to see if it was a good list, but I don't. I that was a long time ago. I was going to say one thing. I feel like we did do because yep. we did this in mansions. We overthought it. We did. Yes, because when we first played it, we were like, "Oh, it's this person." And then we're like, "No, nah, it can't be that easy." And it was that easy. And it was that easy. It was that person. We yep. thought it was five seconds into the game. I agree. Yeah. So okay, so here are the seven okay. best detective board games. Yep. All right. Now, Number seven. Now, I've got some in my mind that, that I hope are included in okay. here. I won't mention those till the okay. end. No. All right. But, all right. So, seven. number seven is Tragedy Looper. Okay. Yep. Now, this is Imagine Sherlock Holmes, but set in Japan with time travel. Yeah. So Enough said? It's got a Take very anime money. style to it. It looks fantastic. This looks a great game. I have yeah. not played this. This yes. game can be seen as a marriage of Sherlock Holmes with the Japanese light novel anime Mm-hmm. Zero, huh? I do. I like this. Yeah, this is very interesting. Tragedy Looper. Yes. Tragedy Looper. Yep. Okay. I, the animation on this is incredible. I have not heard much about it. I've heard it. I've heard about it, but not, not a lot. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Okay. Next is Watson and Holmes. I will say, um, this one I thought we played, but looking at it, we have not. We have played Holmes and Watson. Yes. Which is totally different. Uh, let's we see here. We haven't played Watson and Holmes. All right. So this, I mean, the whole ticker here, mm-hmm. set in the amazing world created by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Watson and Holmes is a game for up to seven aspiring detectives who must step into the shoes of Dr. Watson. All right. Um, you visit locations within the game, unravel clues, hope we'll be the first to solve the mysteries. This right here, Watson and Holmes... I have not heard about it. It's on BGG ranked as a 7.3. came out in 2015. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yep. And it's ranked 7.3, you said? 7.3. I believe it lo- It says it re-implemented by Holmes and Watson 2. Well, sorry, Watson and Holmes 2, which came out this year, 2022. And it has an average rating of 10, but Actually, it's not- it looks like it hasn't. the second edition hasn't come out yet because it's not rated. There you go. Yeah. That's, yeah so. so that's one to look out for. That's interesting. Yeah. All right. Watson and Home too. I'm just going back to Tragedy and Looper. That's got a 7.2 on BGG. Hey, so far so, apparently they're hitting yeah. it out of the park. Yeah. Yeah. It. Yeah. Fantastic. That one. I'm excited to play that game. I. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. All right. So now number five mm-hmm. is the one I hoped would be in this list, and kind of it Correct. had to be in this list. Yes. And that is Chronicles of Crime. Yeah. 
Chronicles of Crime is a fantastic game. Um, it's if it, if this game wasn't on this list, you knew this list would be wrong. This list would be trash. <laughs> yes. And Chronicles of Crime is one of those that I know it was so unique when it came out. Mm-hmm. Everyone uses their phone. This is one of the only reasons we have a large TV in our game room. Correct. Because when you we, you can use your phone to take a look at a different crime scene. Yeah. And it's kind of. VR type of thing. As you look around, you can yeah. move the phone and you turn your head and you look at different areas of the room. Yeah. And if you have it casted to a TV, everyone can see that and say, oh, go back, go back. Oh, there, yeah. there's a there's a phone over there. There's yeah. a deck of cards. Yeah. And that itself is so interesting. And as you interview people, you scan their QR codes. And if you want to go to a location, you scan the lo- QR code of that location. And it's it's so immersive. Yeah, to oh, go completely. Through this. Yes, this is a Chronicles of Crime is such an immersive crime solving game. Yeah, and we yeah. and we've got all of them, mm-hmm. by the way. Which I did. I see there's a big box right here that we don't have. We have the individual boxes. I'm like, what? Oh. So okay, so there we go. That's Chronicles of Crime. Highly mm-hmm. recommended. Of course, I love that one. All right, now number four, Mysterium. Which I don't totally agree with this being. On this I don't list. either. I get it. Because it's, a, it's the whole psychic thing, and I guess there's psychics in the books and stuff, yada, yada, yada. But I would not say that this makes you feel like Sherlock Holmes. No, I don't they, see that either. They should have changed the list to be top six and got rid of Mysterium. That's what they should have done. I, yeah, I agree. Yeah. And, and that's, I don't see Mysterium as, I see what they're trying to do. It's a party deduction game. Yeah. All that. I don't. I don't see that. No, I, mean, I don't see that either. I think it's a good game. Uh, yeah, but I would not say if I want a Sherlock Holmes theme night, I'm going to pull out Mysterium. No, no, I yeah. don't. I don't think it's I'm going to pull out like Chronicle of Crime. Yeah, is what you're going to do. Also, this is not my favorite game, but I would pl- pull out the next game that's on the list: Deception, Murder in Hong Kong. That was one on my list mm-hmm. that I was hoping they're going to have on here. Yeah, if you're wanting a Sherlock Holmes game, this is one you're going to pull out. Like I said, not my favorite game, but still, it gets you in the crime-solving mood. But you said you don't like this game. I don't like. That's why I said it's not my favorite game. But if you're going to want to do crime-solving, it's and this you got to do it. And I agree because this is up to yeah. twelve players, mm-hmm. which is great because Chronicles of Crime I think honestly plays perfect at two. Yes, we play that you and me quite a few times. Yes, yeah, which yeah. is great. I think two people for Chronicles of Crime is the right number because I think so too. Otherwise, you're just talking over each other. It gets too confusing. Yeah, this right here, we've got so many pictures and yeah. of our game group just doing this. Twelve people around the table, yeah, just cranking through some deception, murder in Hong mm-hmm. Kong. This is a great. This is a great game. Yep. And I mean, if you played werewolf mafia all that type of stuff you're kind of kind of gonna know what this is yeah but yeah i definitely agree this is one that if it was not on the list i would be upset yep um all right so number two letters from Whitechapel. this one is funny i didn't think about it but i guess i do see it mm-hmm. i mean you are honey for jack the ripper it's a hidden movement and i think what this list tried to do is they tried to deviate from what you would normally from just the Chronicles of Crime style game, because this is a hidden movement game. Yeah, I guess and, you are catching a killer, which is what Sherlock Holmes does. So I guess it kind of works. So. Yeah, and this is one that's on our shelf. Um, this is probably, it's pretty far down on the list of hidden movement games that I would grab. True. Um, it's For a while, it was behind Fury of Dracula. Mm-hmm. And Fury of Dracula has fallen down a bit for us, but I think... Um, Mind management is one of the top yeah. ones. I would honestly, though, before I do Letters of White Chapel, I'd do Mr. Jack. I know that's I, a two-person game, but I would do Mr. Jack over Letters from White Chapel. I agree. I, I think I like Mr. Jack, too. Mr. Jack yeah. seems to be a more simple game. It's a quicker game. But um, I do like 
yeah, I I like if I had to get rid of one of the games, I'd probably get rid of Letters from Whitechapel before yep. I got rid of Mr. Jack. Correct. That's what I would do too. So I agree with that. All yep. right. So now number one, I'm excited. I've not seen number one. Have you seen no, number one? I just scrolled down five seconds ago. And if it's yeah. not, I'm going to tell you, if it's not detective, then this this is moot. No, it's not detective. You're going to be disappointed. It's not detective? No. It's the Sherlock Holmes consulting detectives, the Thames murder and six oh. other cases. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think detective, duh. Yeah. I mean, I, I say this, obviously, Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> Maybe uh, they should have kept seven and done this game and then added detective. That's what they should have done. There you go. Yeah, they got rid of Mysterium at a detective. I agree with that. Yeah, I guess I see this Sherlock mm-hmm. Holmes consulting detective. It I, makes sense, right? It does make sense. Yes. This is, I mean, this was an older <laughs> game. I think it was released in like the 80s, 82, 83. But um, it's it's kind of like, it reminds me of the Hunter Killer they try to always advertise on TV, on Facebook yeah, and all yeah. that. And it's more of like a one-off playing through. Yeah. Um, I can see this being the number one because this probably is as close to Sherlock Holmes as you can get. Correct. Um, all right. So the other ones I would not, I think, should have be on this game. Should on, are, the, so list. on the list. Yeah, detective. Are detective, mm-hmm. I think, is big, and also Detective City of Angels. Correct. Yes. And that's the one that's more. It's more narrative, or one person plays the narration, mm-hmm. and everybody else is the detective on that. So I did like that. Mm-hmm. And there's so many great Sherlock games out there. Um, there are. There's the Sherlock game that we reviewed recently on here. Is it Sherlock 13 or Sherlock? Oh, Sherlock 13 is yes, good. Yes, that's a great game. Yes. And yeah, Sherlock 13 is a very simple game. Yes. Now there's also, with the Sherlock Chronicles of Crime, I think Lucky Duck did a Sherlock 2, didn't they? I'm not sure. Yeah, I think there's a Sherlock in that's the Chronicles of Crime universe. Oh, that so would that make sense. So that kind of it, it kind of makes sense, yeah. but it's based on the Benedict Cumberbatch Sherlock. Oh yes, okay, I know. What yeah, you're I talking think about. we have yep, that yep. in there too, and we've yep. got several ones we haven't played, like Two Two One Baker Street. Mm-hmm. There are so many Sherlock. Sherlock is I've always said the new Cthulhu because as soon as he went public domain, yeah, everyone could do games on him. Yeah. So which is, are, I prefer that um, IP over Cthulhu. I do too. I do yeah. too. I mean, it is being butchered by a lot. I mean, I'm just typed into BGG. You type <laughs> in Sherlock, you might as well just type in game because there are <laughs> so many picture perfect, the Sherlock expansion. Yeah. You know, yeah. and there, oh, it's, it's insane how many things yes. there are on this. So, wow. Excellent. That's so many Sherlock games. All right, so anyway, if you guys... We should do a top 20 Sherlock games list. They're easily... (laughs) You know what? Top 10 detective games. We should do our own because these are... This is one genre that I do like. Okay. Um, We should add that to the list. Add it to the list of our top 10s. So yeah, if you guys Mm -hmm. know of a good detective game or a... I guess a deduction game. That's what Sherlock was about. That we don't... That we haven't mentioned. So please email us in. You can also email us at show at mainlygames.com. You can send us a message on Facebook or Instagram as well. But again, hey, thank you guys so much. And if you are going to be at Dice Tower East, let us know. Or the Game of the Gulf Coast Retreat is coming up. It's coming up super soon. Oh yes. my goodness. So we have information on that. And that There's is still free. time to get flights. Yes. And of course it's free. So just come. It's just a gaming yeah. day. But, um, hey, thank you guys again so much for listening. And we are hoping to do a podcast next week. We'll have to do it before we leave on Tuesday. So we will hopefully get one done next week because we will be at the retreat all week. And we'll post pictures of that from our on our Instagram. Yes, and everything. it's going to be a fun week. And you can check all of our links out at mainlygames.com. 
And please review us and like us and all that stuff on iTunes and your podcast. That's how people will find out about us. But hey, and thank you guys for so much for all the emails. Please email yes, us in. We, we love, love yeah. we love to hear from you guys. Mm-hmm. It's so, always fun. All right. Hey, thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.